have the Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roller with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? You look great in person, and I just can't wait to next year where we can pack it full of 25,000. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guy's day. It was me and Rank. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. Hello, and welcome back to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. This is episode 121. And joining me as always to prevent me from talking to myself is the one and only Major Caldwell at Way Too Major Double F. How you doing, Major? Good, good, man. How you doing? Always a pleasure uh, being here. Hey, you know what? It's glad to have you back on location. You were in like some sort of remote location the last show that we did. Little oh, purple man. walls, little princess uh, castle in the background. <laughs> but hey, you got your people behind you right now. There Is you that go. UCLA? What we got going on there in the background? I, I, think I, the, the, I think it's the Rams. I just snipped it from some, I don't know what it was. I just put a crowd and I just, you know, the people's champ. You got to have the people. <laughs> So that's clearly not the College of the Canyons uh, colors in the in the background, is it? It actually is. We're we're blue and uh yeah, blue and yellow. So yeah, it's close enough. That's probably what made me do it subconsciously, you know. A little inside your head, a little inside your head there. Major loves himself some major. Okay, we'll go with <laughs> You know what we love right now? This NFL off season. New faces, new places, tra everyone's trading places. This is like Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd way back when in the late 80s, early 90s. I can't even remember when that movie Trading Places came out. But hey, everyone is on the move, or so it seems right now. This may be the craziest offseason that I can recall. Or maybe I'm just a little bit happy because some things kind of happened for my personal team. But we're not going to get into that quite yet. I'm going to try and drag that out as much as possible here. But before we go any further... Make sure to hit that like button down below, down there somewhere. Hit that, please. Make sure you subscribe to the Vipers Network on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, whatever other media platforms out there that you can be listening to us on podcast form, make sure to rate and review it. And as always, hey, check it out. We are presented by the Fantasy Points Media Group. So head over to fantasypoints.com. Enter that promo code VIPERS22 and get that 10% off that subscription today. They have one of the best NFL prospect guides out there right now. Check out some of the stuff they're doing. Wes Huber is absolutely nailing it. I heart Huber is a shirt I need to get made up. I heart Huber right across my chest. I like it's it. going to be a done deal. I got to get, even if I put it in Sharpie or something. <laughs> I think the Sharpie is even better. You know, it has a little more sentimental value, doesn't it? A little exactly. bit of shine. I put some effort into it. Maybe I'll get a little glitter, a little unicorn glitter, and sprinkle that all myself. And yeah, but went hey, too far as always. Yeah, that line is kind of, I don't know where it is. But, hey, let's talk about some of these free agencies, signings here, some of these trades that we've seen. And let's start off with kind of kicked off this offseason. Russell Wilson joining the Denver Broncos in what kind of shook Basically, the NFL world, a little off guard. I knew there was rumors of Russell Wilson last year going. There's always been kind of that speculation of where he's going to go, how it's going to work out. What are your thoughts on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos? I think it's an absolutely perfect fit 
um last year we were going through this whole thing like russell wilson to chicago i think it was chicago and he went to i don't know he was going everywhere except denver and in denver we kept saying all oh, they're just a quarterback away so i think there's a perfect marriage and when this trade happened i was like go oh, to denver to the super bowl but that was before all these <laughs> before everyone started to you know throw their hat in the ring so you know um, I, I do think it's a great thing for uh, Judy Patrick. That's one of my guys. That's one of my players. I love to stash uh, with Tim Patrick. Uh, who else they have over there? I mean, they have a litany of receivers. Um, they they did get rid of Fant. I'm kind of sad for him because he's getting thrown into purgatory. But you know, uh, Albert. I can't pronounce his last name, so I'll just call him A O K. A O K is going to have a time to shine, and I think he was. He was right on the heels of Fan anyway. So I, I think that offense is ready to go. They have that young running back over there. Maybe they, they sign um, uh, Gordon back. So we'll, we'll see what other moves they have. But the defense is pretty good. They're, you know, it's not the defense of, you know, your your dad's Denver defense. But um, I think this team, they're, they're right in the mix there. What's, what's your thoughts? If you pronounce anyone's name with conviction, it is spoken into existence. Albert Ogawagabonum. See, I don't even know that's right, but I'm just going to throw it out there. And I'm going to oh, say I don't know. That might have been a little offensive. I don't know. Stick with AOK. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll probably even screw up the K part. So I'll stick with Albert O. There you but, go. Hey, when I first thought of this, I was like, oh, here we go. Another quarterback in that AFC West that already had Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, three of the top five quarterbacks in terms of passing yardage last season. And now you're throwing in Russell Wilson, who was, if you would have taken the yards per attempt and yards per completion into account, he was right up there in the top five, six quarterbacks in the National Football League. Obviously, he kind of derailed a little bit with the injury, the surgery on the finger. That obviously had some kind of effect. He hasn't been running with his legs as much as he has maybe the past, kind of hurting that fantasy. But the first thing I thought of was Jerry Judy as Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton as the DK Metcalf. And now on top of it all, he's got, like you said, Tim Patrick. Let's put some respect on that man's name because he can get the job done. He didn't have a Tim Patrick there in Seattle. This is a different thing altogether. Yeah, he had Chris Carson. He had a shot penny if you want to go there. Now he's got Javante Williams, possibly Melvin Gordon coming back. I hope not. I mean, I really hope for Melvin Gordon he ends up somewhere else for fantasy. But, I mean, I don't think we're missing a whole lot when it comes to Russell Wilson. I, I don't know if his... I don't know if he's going to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback. I need to see him get the legs back in. If he can start running the ball a little bit more and trusting that kind of ability that he has, then top 12 is definitely going to be where he is when the season's all said and done. If he's not running, I think that's going to kind of cap him just a little bit. I mean, he's going to flirt with that. He's going to be that 12 to 15 range, regardless of how you look at it one way or the other. Now, another quarterback that really shook things up was Carson Wentz. No, okay. Maybe not, but he was the next dominant to fall the quarterback position. Going from going from the Indianapolis Colts over to the Washington Commanders, which was really just the Indianapolis Colts playing chess. They were playing 3D chess when everyone else in the league is playing checkers right now and how they were able to move some money around and kind of get into this whole thing. We'll talk about this a little bit here, but Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. Quickly, just got to touch on that. Yeah, uh my whole thing with Wentz, I, and it's sad because the one thing that can kill any top athlete is confidence. And I think him getting hurt 
in um in Philadelphia and they went to go win that championship without him, he has not recovered from that. Um you, you can see in uh Indy when he it was just like it was all it's all in his head. So if he can find a way, hopefully you get to like a psychiatrist, a sports psychiatrist, or someone who can actually help him with that. But I've I've seen it before. I mean, some people call it a case of the yips, but it's it's bad because he has not recovered from that and all those injuries. Uh, I think physically he's there, mentally he's not. I don't know what this is really going to do for Washington unless he can get that resolved. Yeah, for me, we know Washington was in on talks with Russell Wilson. This feels like the okay. I I didn't get the 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 big fish. I didn't get what I wanted. So let's go to the dollar store and get something cheap. Maybe I can get two yeah, of them. Dollar store. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I mean? You, you go to the Walmart, you get a nice little Russell Wilson or whatnot. And then you're like, oh, all the Russell Wilson sold out. So now I'll go get myself one of those plastic half action figures that you get at the dollar store. And that's what you're getting in Carson Wentz. I mean, you don't, I still think Washington is probably going to be the market for a Malik Willis, a Kenny Pickett, uh, one of those quarterbacks here, Matt Carroll here in the draft. I think that's still on the table. I'm not convinced that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't find a way there somehow, but mm. I mean, Carson Wentz, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you look at his numbers last year. He was 18th in passing yards, 3,563, 22nd in yards per attempt, 6.9, 22nd completion percentage. And really he had Jonathan Taylor to lean on. That completion percentage should have been a lot higher because Teams are focusing on Jonathan Taylor. They don't care about you. They're not worried about you. Now, let's give him a little respect here because I don't want to keep on. 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, one of the better ratios in the league, and Michael Pittman looked good. I don't know how this is going to look for Terry McLaren. I mean, it can't be much of a downgrade dealing with Tyler Heineke last year. So I actually think this actually helps Washington. Washington's in a better situation this year than last year. But, hey, let's talk about a team that may have got themselves a – top five let's keep this on football though a top five option of the quarterback position the cleveland browns acquiring deshaun watson now we can go into the all the off-field stuff here but we're going to keep that kind of off and for another show all together here this the cleveland browns have invested heavily in here not only do they give up basically three first round picks which was the first time three first round picks have ever been traded for one player since herschel walker going to minnesota vikings wait wait the 49ers gave up three firsts to get Trey Lance. No, they didn't. They swapped a first, okay? So they gave up two firsts. It wasn't swapping three, okay? So let's pump the brakes there. Trey Lance wasn't worth three first-round picks. He was worth swapping a first and then adding two. They've given three first-round picks, and that wasn't it. That, that's not even the kicker. I said, I, I could probably deal with the third, three first-round picks, although that puts you in a bad situation in that division because you've got Lamar Jackson. You, you know what I mean? You've got... Mitchell Trubisky, no, I'm just joking, not Mitchell Trubisky. Lamar Jackson's there, Joe Burrow's there, and guess what? These teams, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals that you're trying to dethrone, they still have all their draft picks. Mm. So they they have not mortgaged their future like the Browns. The part that gets me the most, $230 million guaranteed. I love it. I'm pro player. Basically, basically this was the Browns, the Browns, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, they're all in it. And then we hear that the... Browns, you're out. They're like, okay. How about we give you this? And he's like, no, I'm not quite there. How about we give you $230, $230 million guaranteed? Yep, I'm a Brown. Let's go dog pound. That's basically how this broke down. <laughs> yeah, don't you be booing me because that's exactly how this broke down. It was yeah, down to I was the trying Falcons. To give you a- 
it was down to the Falcons and the Saints, and all of a sudden the Browns came in and you find out there's a lot of guaranteed money. What does this mean for the Browns for you? Oh, so like I said earlier, with when I seen Russell Wilson go to Denver, I was like, no, that's a quarterback away. Cleveland was the same thing. And I I didn't really think that was going to happen because they had Baker and it seemed like they were kind of like sold on him. Um, organizational wise, you know, I don't know if the fans are really into him that much, but Deshaun, one, I love, this is how players should have the power. Like they should have the no trade clause. They should have the teams one and swing them. He, he played this thing perfectly. So that's one thing on the field. Perfectly. His deal that he signed in 2020 hadn't even kicked in yet. That is beautiful. <laughs> This is how free agency should look for players. I don't know wh- how how we can get more players through that, but Deshaun, like him and his crew, there, you know, give some claps, give some that. Yeah, they're great job, great job for that or for for their team. That that the way they played that was magical. But on the field, if he that team is ready to go, that defense is ready to go. They have a litany of offensive players. I mean, the receivers are kind of thin now. You know, if if Cooper can uh, get it together and, you know, I really like um, what's the guy with the three names? He's one of my guys too, uh, Diamond People Jones. Yeah, that's that's one of my guys. So I, I can see him taking it to the next level. Uh, and you got both of those running backs still. It's, it's it's I think, you know, I like Cleveland. I, I'm, I'm on a bandwagon. I'm ready to go. Like if Deshaun can kick off that rust, any player who's out for a year, it's kind of hard for you to come back. Uh, and be on all cylinders, but Deshaun Watson is that caliber of talent to where you're going to get some rest at the beginning, but he's going to perform. Uh, so I, I, I have Cleveland like in the Super Bowl. That's one of my one of my teams in the Super Bowl now. Man, that AFC that AFC division. There's about 12 teams that are going to contend for a playoff spot. There's only seven spots there. And I don't know how the domino. I gotta see the schedule and where teams are playing, when they're playing. That's gonna make the determination who I think is gonna make it there. Definitely, the Browns are in that consideration. And I don't think they're done adding players yet. I mean, there's still speculation right. of possibly Will Fuller going with this guy there, Deshaun Watson, and whatnot. But hey, we talked about Carson Wentz heading his way to the nation's capital there in Washington. Well, part of this whole thing with Deshaun Watson, and also we see Carson Wentz kind of go. We've seen quarterbacks maybe get a little butthurt over the whole courting process, right? We've seen Baker Mayfield basically throw himself on the ground and start (laughs) pounding his fists and kicking his feet. I mean, that literally was his home. I mean, the passcode to get in was number six, according to the TV commercials. He was offended about that. So we don't know what's going on with Baker's situation. But the other quarterback that was into this, the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, not nearly as vocal but you know he did not like the idea that the Atlanta Falcons were courting Deshaun Watson. I mean, he still had $48.5 million in dead cap hit that the Falcons were going to try and move. Yet the Indianapolis Colts somehow managed. And if you look at the, I don't know how they did this. And I've been trying to figure this out for quite some time. Follow along here if you can. I'm, I'm just going to take a look at this. The Colts, they added Carson, or sorry, the Colts traded Carson Wentz. For a second and a seventh round pick to Washington. For a second, a third, and a third that can be turned into a second. Then they turned around and flipped one of those thirds into Matt Ryan. So essentially, they somehow turned Carson Wentz into Matt Ryan in a third or something like that. 
And then here's the kicker. They got the Falcons. So they added Ryan. They lost Wentz. They weren't forced into extending Matt Ryan. They gained a third that could turn into a second. Made Atlanta eat $40.5 million in cap. Lowered Matt Ryan's cap hit to $28 million this season, which is actually less than what the cap hit is for Carson Wentz. They somehow turned a profit in this whole thing by adding Matt Ryan. And that puts that hopefully that stops the bleeding for the Indianapolis Colts. When we talk about that quarterback position, because if you can go back and you look at the history of the Colts, seven straight seasons has been a different quarterback starting each year, six different quarterbacks in that span. 2016, Andrew Luck, 2017, Scott Tolzone, 2018, Andrew Luck again, 2019, Jacoby Brissett, 2020, Phillip Rivers, 2021, Carson Wentz, 2022, as long as he can survive training camp, is going to be Matt Ryan. What are your thoughts on Matt Ryan heading out to the Indianapolis Colts? And by the way, Blue 2 looks fantastic on him. <laughs> yeah, I I like it. Um, although I, I really don't know if he has that much left in the tank. Um, but I do – I really like how, again, pro player, I love how Atlanta kind of – Did it they, right. Yeah, they, 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 they took the bat into that deal because they were looking out for one of their franchise players. Um, they knew they were going through a rebuild, and instead of wasting his maybe one, maybe two years left, they let him go to a team that can actually contend. So I do like that for Atlanta Falcons. Um, I do think uh, Indy kind of took advantage of that. <laughs> you know, you can't get a, a MVP for a third-round pick. To me, that sounds that sounds like some fantasy football stuff there. But um, I, I like it. I think it is. I, they need to get a quarterback. They need to get a young guy in there. Uh, hopefully we can get Ryan for the next two years, but I'm not sure. I, I don't know if he has that much left, but we'll see. He hasn't been protected in a long time, and with Indy, they have that offensive line that they're going to protect them. So, uh, And they, they got some young receivers out there, so we'll see how he adjusts to that as well, but I, I like it. I, I like that move for him. I like the move for both organizations. I think this is like a win-win all the way around. He wasn't bad last year. I know I know he's not going to throw nearly as much with the Falcons as he did. All right, he's going to throw with the Colts this year. That's not going right. to happen. He was asked to throw a lot more because the Falcons were a bad team, but they were still 7-10. and 10. He threw for nearly 4,000 yards last year, which was, I think the number was 3,968, which was 11th in the National Football League. Let's not forget, he was an NFL MVP. That's right. He's got more MVP awards than Russell Wilson has MVP votes. Yeah, I said it. And I'll say it again because you know how I like to pile on. But look, (laughs) he was still 67% completion rate last year. Playing for the Atlanta Falcons. You talk about how poor poor this Falcons team was protecting him. 170 sacks or so the last four seasons is what... Matt Ryan suffered. You look at those PFF grades. In a clean pocket, 90.4 rating. Under pressure, 50.1. Ryan was under pressure 40% of his dropbacks last season, which was the second most. Having that Jonathan Taylor guy that we mentioned earlier, it's going to take a lot of that pressure off. But look, I could talk about how good Matt Ryan is. We could do this whole show on Matt Ryan. I mean, he's ninth in touchdown passes thrown. He's eighth in passing yardage for his career. This season, if he plays up to what he did last year he could actually move into fifth all time in passing moving ahead of ben roethlisberger who got he got there last season i love this move for the indianapolis colts you got a quarterback who had a 7.8 percent accuracy ranking which was eighth last year 
He was third in the deep ball completion percentage, and he was fourth in pressured completion. Michael Pittman, you're going to have yourself a day whenever Matt Ryan's allowed to throw that ball. We know what the offense is going to run through Jonathan Taylor, but Matt Ryan, he's going to be able to get this job done. I think that puts the Colts, dare I say, I think this puts the Colts ahead of the Titans in that AFC South division. And dare I say, yeah. can we get some uh, Paris Campbell love? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing right now. We, we're talking about, can we get some Julio Jones love? Can we get that reunited <laughs> in Indianapolis? They ran it back in the Dome in Atlanta. Maybe they can right. get it going in the Dome in Indianapolis. But look, it, it literally is right now Michael Pittman, and then you got Michael Strachan, and you got, um, what's that kid's name? Ashton Doolin. He's there. Yeah. And you have Paris Campbell for a week or two, depending on what's going on. Don't do that. I mean, Don't hey, do that. Don't you got to prove to me that you can be on the field before I can give you some respect out there. It's that simple. And as talented as Paris Campbell was coming out of college, we have not seen that translate on a regular basis in the National Football League. T.Y. Hilton's a free agent. Zach Paschal just signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, There are some options that they are needed to fill at that wide receiver. Could you imagine if Will Fuller ended up there? Mm. There's, no one's even talked about that, so we won't either. So let's get into some rapid fire and some other quarterbacks here. Mitch Trubisky, Pittsburgh Steelers, quick thoughts. Um, I think it's just a transition. I'm not a Trubisky fan, but anyone can have that Tenny Hill uh, turnaround is Trubisky. So I'm rooting for him. You know, I'm rooting for uh, Pittsburgh. I just, I don't see it. I think they'll grab uh, one of these young quarterbacks and, and, and have them sit for a year. We asked this to Arif Hassan a couple weeks ago on behind the grind there. And basically he went to go take a look at the stats there of who lined up on the left, who lined up on the right. Because we know Trubisky has a little bit of a tendency to the left-hand side. Turns out Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson both line up equally on both sides. So hopefully when Deontay Johnson's lined up on the right, he drags to the left quite often. <laughs> that may be the situation there. Now, the one we talk about dominoes, every action has a equal and opposite reaction, right? And we see the whole follow basically start with Carson Wentz going to Washington. Then we see the whole Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Jackson, Watson. Deshaun Watson saying, uh, saying a kind of play of the way that it did and how the quarterbacks kind of shuffled there which all led to Marcus Mariota signing with the Atlanta Falcons. What are your thoughts on that? I, I like it. I'm still – this is this is another transition. I think they need to get a young quarterback in a draft as well. But, again, I think it's out of him. Mitch Trubisky and Mariota, they both have the talent. Something just hasn't clicked. Hopefully this new opportunity for both of them can prove, uh, you know, that they can run a franchise. And I'm going to let you have this one because I know he's one of your Raiders. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you're getting what we all wanted back in 2015 here. You're getting the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick facing off against each other two times a year because Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints. Marcus <laughs> Mariota with the Atlanta Falcons. There you go. You're getting the top two picks going out. You want to keep talking AFC South. Sam Darnold's still there. He's the third overall pick in 2018. And there's some bum in Tampa Bay who was selected like 199th overall <laughs> in 2000. Okay. That's how that division, it's got three top three quarterbacks and then Tom Brady. That's that's the truth. That's how it breaks down. It's not good. For me, Marcus Mariota is a bridge quarterback at best. Atlanta is probably going to be seriously considering Matt Carroll here and Malik Willis. I love Malik Willis. He's my number one option for anybody right now. Anyone who's looking for a quarterback, Carolina, Atlanta, 
Seattle. These are this is a guy that I'm targeting right now as my number one option. Now let's talk about some other quarterbacks here real quick. Just gonna let me just let people know where everyone is. Drew Locke came over to the uh, Seahawks in that Russell Wilson did deal. Teddy Bridgewater, he's on his way to Miami this year to back up Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, he's heading to the New York Giants. That's an interesting one because Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, he may or may not be able to get the job done. We've just kind of seen that situation. Tyrod I think Taylor, Taylor can beat him out. I think he can beat him out. I mean, that's a really interesting one because I really think Tyrod Taylor, if as long as he's not getting his lung punctured, he is yeah. in a good spot. And then we got another one that is very sneaky. If you're in a super flex league, because we do not know what is going to happen. I know we said I would keep the off-field stuff out here, but we don't know what's going to happen in those civil cases there when it comes to Deshaun Watson. We don't know if the NFL is going to take a stand in one way, shape, or form with suspension. Jacoby Brissett heading to Cleveland is a low-key, sneaky kind of signing right now that you're like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're getting a very another mobile quarterback that does some stuff very similar to what Deshaun, ja- uh, Deshaun Watson. Well, I want to keep saying Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's not even going to be in the league this year. Deshaun Watson. I like that one for the Cleveland Browns. I like that signing. It's a very low-key, very affordable deal. But let's talk about some of these other quarterbacks right now that are maybe not where they are going to be when it's all said and done. We've got Colin Kaepernick, still out of the league. We've got Cam Newton. I don't know if he – I think his best football is clearly behind him. I don't think he's even going to find a spot. I think he thinks he's a starter, and I don't even know if he's a backup right now. You've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's like 62 years old, but he can still sling it when given an opportunity. Andy Dalton, he's a free agent right now. Who knows where he's going to go? Now, these are the two interesting ones. Baker Mayfield, where does he end up? When we're talking about musical chairs here at the quarterback position, you remember the, that game as a kid? Do, 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 and everyone stopped. You run that, find that chair. I think both these chairs got pulled out from both these quarterbacks. We heard right. the San Francisco 49ers. I know you're connected to them. John Lynch is saying, I've got an offer for two seconds for Jimmy Grapple. Bull crap. I'm going to call you right now. I'm going to go to like how to lose a guy in 10 ga- uh, ten days there when uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson there are at the, Matthew McConaughey's parents are like, bullshit. Are <laughs> you playing that card game? That's exactly what's happening right now. The whole NFL is saying bullshit to the John Lynch's bluff here. Because there ain't nobody giving you two seconds right now. The only team that could possibly give you anything right now would be the Seattle Seahawks. And they're not giving you two seconds. Especially and, if Ryan went for a third, like you, Jimmy is not getting more than Ryan, so I, I doubt that. Jimmy's got that shoulder injury too that he's still dealing with. That I think there's still some medical red flags on that. So you're looking at this. You got Drew Locke, yet yeah, not the answer, definitely not the answer. But are you moving two seconds when you have Drew Locke already or Locke already under contract there? No, probably not. You're probably looking at the draft. Maybe you're looking at another affordable option out there. Maybe that's where Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in because you can get him cheap. You're not giving up a draft pick. Baker Mayfield, where are you going to end up? James Winston just signed it with the Saints. You could end up in Seattle, and I bet you this is where it's going to be interesting. The Browns right now will probably be like, yeah, give us a give us a fourth. We'll give you Baker. Yeah. So now Jimmy's like, and here's the thing. I was on record earlier saying, I don't think the 49ers really want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I really think they still have reservations about where Trey Lance is in his development. Is he going to be the quarterback? Absolutely, he will be the quarterback. I just don't think it's going to be this year. No. I don't think it's going to be 2022. You're, I think it's going to be 2023. You're absolutely right. I think they're going to throw him out there and see what happens. And if it looks a little shaky, they're going to pull him. So I think I think they put Jimmy out there to see what they can get back. But I, I don't think he's going anywhere. But I think your, your analogy of the – Musical chairs was perfect because I remember being a kid at my birthday party, my birthday party, 
we're doing a musical cheer. Me and my one of my older cousins are the last two in the game, right? I should win. It's my birthday, right? He sits, knocks me off the chair, and that's kind of like where Baker is right now. I don't there's I don't really see a team that he can really go to. I mean, Seattle maybe, but I, I think I mean, Seattle is in a, in a rebuild. They're not really looking for a veteran uh, quarterback that's that's going to bring what eighteen or eighteen million dollar uh, cap hit, you know. So I I don't see where Baker can really go right now, and it sucks because he is he he did do a lot for that organization, like giving him that gusto, give him that that uh, ability to to think that they can win, like because Cleveland always had a really good team. But they always got in their way because they didn't know how to win. But when you have someone on there coming in, bout, pounding on their chest, that gave them a uh, that gave the whole team and organization in the city that like that shot of adrenaline that they 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 needed. But yeah, man, it's it kind of sucks for him. I was thinking that he was going to go to the Saints until they signed um, Jameis back. So I really don't know where he can go and be a starter. I mean, at this point, he can go anywhere and be a backup, but. Uh, it's kind of shaky right now. And the other option there, the other quarterback needy team, and I use air quotations for those who are just listening to us on podcast form, is the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold. Now, they went into the offseason basically like, yeah, we're, we're comfortable with Darnold as our quarterback. We would like to improve on the position, but we extended him last year with that fifth-year option. So we are willing to give him one more year. So I think they're definitely in that bridge quarterback position. Matt Carroll, Mal- Pat, uh, Malik Willis, Definitely yeah. on their radar here this year. Get dropped. Oh, one thing, one thing with um, one thing with Carolina, Baker said he doesn't want to go there, and and the Panthers said we're not even looking at you. So that one is out the picture as well. So uh, it's really, uh, man, where can he go? Like, what? Maybe we should do a whole show on like where can Baker go? Because I have no idea right now. What we should do is we should literally put like. Get a graphic. We'll get Bob Gilchrist on this right now. We'll get a graphic right now of every like a bunch of different NFL players, and we'll put like Mayfield in there. Like, where's Waldo style? Yeah, like you, we're talking about kids' games here, right? Remember that game used to tick me off because everyone was wearing Waldo shirt. You know what I mean? Everyone's wearing that red and white striped shirt and ticking me off every. Way I was always before. good at that. I was so good at finding them. I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I'm I'm like colorblind and stuff like that, and <laughs> all, all the Waldos look the same to me. I mean, they literally had like once you threw everyone in like the candy cane stuff and threw can- I couldn't tell. I'm like, I, I hate this game. This game, and then you like you look over at someone else who'd find them, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I had them there. Yeah, that's a good, 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 good eye. That's that, yeah, we got the same spot. <laughs> now the one spot here that we can agree on here that's not going very well is going to be the running back position. And we're going to get into that here in just a second. We're just going to take a quick little break here. But before we do, make sure to take an opportunity to head to fantasypoints.com, enter promo code VIPERS22, and get 10% off that subscription today. Trust me, the things that they're doing over at Fantasy Points are second to nobody in this business. you got some great articles being cranked out each and every week, and you do not want to miss what the latest stuff is coming out there. New content daily. That's fantasypoints.com. And we'll be back here right after this quick little break. And we're back, and we are here to talk about running backs here on the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast, episode 121, with my running back guru here, Major Caldwell, joining me. And you know what? There's not a whole lot of running backs to talk about. about. But hey, 
We are presented by Fantasy Points Media Group. Head to fantasypoints.com and get that subscription today. Hey, do you want to save a few bucks? Use promo code VIPERS22. We got you covered. Now let's talk about some of these running backs who have kind of traded places. Who's in new places? And you know, two of them, we can go to kill two birds here with one stone because the Miami Dolphins, they really hate Miles Gaskin. They hate him. They, they absolutely they hate, hate him. <laughs> I mean, everything in this running back that have actually signed that actually makes sense for trading places. Yes, a lot of running backs. James Conner, he's back in Arizona. Yes, uh, J.D. McKissick, he is back in Washington after flirting with Buffalo there for a, a period of time. Leonard Fournette, he kind of took a phone call, went to go check out New England, probably get got a little intel, came back to Tampa Bay, say, Tom, you're my guy. Yeah. Everything else hit the running back position circles around the Miami Dolphins. The three different running backs who have now relocated, two of them are going to Miami, and one is going from Miami to Buffalo. Let's start about let's talk about the one leaving the beach, leaving South Beach. Why would you leave South Beach to go to Buffalo? I mean, Buffalo is the better team, in my opinion, but Duke Johnson basically came in off the street, came into Miami, and supplanted Miles Gaskin right off the get-go. Became the RB1 in Miami. Miami had different options here. They went a different route, but Duke Johnson in Buffalo. What are your thoughts? Because Duke Johnson, he's I, I would think that Duke Johnson would be the guy that's kind of you you'd really be fond of. No, I actually like him. He's he's really underrated in what he does. I think I don't think his role is as a lead dog, but I think he is a good third down back. He catches the ball well. He runs in like critical situations. I, I actually like him. Um, Buffalo is that running back. Uh, that room is just like all over the place. I do like how um, single uh, single was Singletary. I like how he performed at the end of the year. He kind of came on a bit, so. Hopefully he can like build on that and, and supplant himself as that number one back in that offense. And then Duke can come in and, and you know, help him out a little bit. But yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's pretty much it, man. It's pretty boring for the running backs right now. It is. So let's get on to the two that are coming to Miami. One is going from the desert to the beach. And the other is going from the golden gate to the beach. We have Chase Edmonds leaving the desert there. He was kind of in a platoon situation there with, James Conner. Well, now he gets to be joined by Raheem Mostert as well. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Is I mean, you're literally the resident Raheem Mostert kind of backer here, aren't you? I, I like both of these backs, but I don't know what Miami is doing. They went out and got two more Miles Gaskins. They're all like pretty much the same caliber type running back. So, uh, like everyone, every, like last year they did the same thing. They keep getting these, uh, like backup caliber type quarterback. I mean, running backs. They need to. They need to like go into the draft and get one of these young guys and, and see what they can do. Hopefully they can hit on one. But I mean, Chase Edmonds, he couldn't, he, you know, he had the perfect opportunity to be the number one back in Arizona. It didn't work out. You know, James Conner kind of beat him out. I do like him leaving Arizona because I'm a big, you know, Benjamin fan. So hopefully this year he can get some, some run. Raheem is a really good running back, but the injury bugs, he, he can't stay healthy. So, Hopefully, if if Raheem can stay uh, healthy, he's going to be the guy out there in Miami. That dude is a he's a hard runner. Every run I've always seen him is like it was a fifteen yard run. I've never seen him do a, like a five yard, three yard run. Everything is like ten or fifteen yards. So the guy can play. It's just staying healthy. Um, we've seen him in that playoff run. Was it a year ago? A couple years ago? 
Yeah. Yeah, he performed well in the playoffs uh, maybe a couple years ago. So, he, to me, he's the, the lead guy there if he can stay healthy. I think he can beat those other ones out. Well, his familiarity with the coaching staff there, I think, is what played a big role in him coming over there, right? We yeah. watched some of the coaching staff from San Francisco. They're heading to Miami as well. So, that brings Mostert there. Now, my question is, I'm looking at some of these other running backs that are still free agents. Melvin Gordon. Definitely a guy that if I was Miami, I probably would have knocked the door. I mean, the dude was pretty good there, even splitting carries with uh, Javante Williams. Right. I think I would rather have Melvin Gordon than Mostert. I'd rather have sure. Melvin Gordon, I think, than Chase Edmonds. Now, I don't know yeah. what the dollars are, who's asking what. Melvin Gordon is a little bit older, but, I mean, he's got a lot of lot left on him. Sony Michelle, when given an opportunity last year with the Rams, he did well. Ronald Jones, another guy at Tampa Bay. I know a lot more. There's, he is a very niche-type player, isn't he? I mean, yeah. you got people that, that spit venom at him all the time and do not like him, cannot stand him. And then you've got those truthers out there that absolutely love Ronald Jones and think he can be one of those guys. Major, you just raised your hand basically admitting that you actually like Ronald Jones. Why? Ronald, he runs hard. Like, there's no left and right to his game. He's going to take that ball and he's going to run 100%, like 90 miles per hour into whoever's in front of him. Uh, and I think that's the reason he keeps getting hurt. He needs a little more finesse to his game. But one, he's an SC guy. Two, you know, he runs hard. I love any running back that runs hard, but he does need to get a little more finesse in his game. Um, and I think he needs to be in kind of like the Denver, uh, that stretch offense. You know, he needs to be in that type of an offense. So hopefully he can find that. Um, I can't think off the top of my head who else, who else kind of runs that. But um, I, I see him going back to Tampa. You know, uh, Tom Brady has a way of getting people to sign back, you know, at least for one more year, you know? Yeah, but you're assuming that Tom Brady actually wants him back. I mean, <laughs> he did drop a few passes there. Once you drop a few passes, that might be just the end of well, the old Who do they have? They have Leonard Fournette and they have Gio. Keyshawn Vaughn. Gio's okay. a free agent as well. Gio is a free agent right now. So okay. uh, Keyshawn Vaughn's there. The draft is definitely an option. Right. For Tampa Bay. And I, I mean, I think a lot of these running backs are going to have to a wait and see approach. I don't think we'll see any of these guys really sign until after the draft now. Great point. Maybe Melvin Gordon finds a spot. What I'm interested in is Marlon Mack. I love myself some Marlon Mack if he is healthy. Right. I mean, he if, if he can get himself right, and that's a big if coming back from that injury, right? He wasn't there last year. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts wanted him to be there last year. They actually took the ball away from Jonathan Taylor to try and get Marlon Mack involved in this True. offense. Forgot about it that. It just was not happening. So I think if Marlon Mack and maybe another season, maybe he's a guy that if I'm the Denver Broncos and I want to give Javante Williams the run of the mill, he's maybe a guy I'm interested in bringing in. Not That's a real threat Broncos. to Williams. Not a real threat. Low risk. You're probably going to get him dirt cheap because there's going to be the flags with the injury. Obviously, running backs are not in high demand, so there's an option. There's some other running backs here as well that are filler-type guys. Tariq Cohen, basically he was cut from the Bears, still not 100% after taking that shot a couple a couple seasons ago now. He seems like he's been injured for two years now. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson, another guy you're familiar with there in San Francisco, I like, I like still unemployed. Carlos Hyde, another cap casualty there in Too Jacksonville. Old. Devonta Freeman. Too old. I mean, you got guys coming back there now in Baltimore. You've got Gus Edwards. You got J.K. Dobbins. There ain't no no play for you. Stay close to your phone. You may get a call here week two or three. And then obviously, Gio Bernard is another running back who is available right now. 
of all those running backs that I mentioned, let's talk about the first tier versus the second tier. Which running back in that first tier that I mentioned are you most interested in? That's that Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette. Well, let's take Leonard Fournette because he's off the market now. Gordon, Michelle, Jones, or Mac? Who's that guy that you're most interested in? Uh, I'm going to go with Gordon. Like Again, like you said, he played really well. Uh, and again, he, he busts off some big runs last year. I've, I've seen a, a couple like 20-yard, 30-yard, a couple 40-yard uh, touchdowns, actually. So he still has the burst. He still has the speed. Um I don't I don't know why he's kind of bouncing around now because he he's a solid running back. Um, yeah, so out of that group, I would take him and followed up. I don't really like Marlon Mack, but it takes a couple years for people to come back from these type of uh those ACL injuries and all that good stuff. So we'll see how he performs this year. Um, but you hit it right on the head. I think a lot of these running backs are gonna have to wait till after the draft to to really get picked up. Yeah, I mean, that second tier, I think you're going to be sitting on the phone call waiting as a filler replacement. See what happens with the undrafted free agents and some young blood coming in because some of these guys are past their prime. They can well, still get the job tier, done. Real, real quick on that second tier, Tariq Cohen, to me, is one of those perfect third-down backs. Like, I think he'll get a job quickly because that's always a thing in the league. And Jeffrey Wilson, when he had an opportunity to perform, he showed out. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know why he just got beat out, you know, with the with the Niners, but he he can play. So I will keep an eye on him and Tariq Cohen in that second group. Yeah, you know what? There's I think with Tariq Cohen, it's more about the red flags with the injuries more than anything right now. Speaking of red flags, we need to throw a flag on this tight end position. We're going to jump into the tight end position, talk about it. There was nothing that was like, ooh la la, nothing that really got you going yeah. here when you looked at this tight end position. There really wasn't. I mean, we, we're going to talk about – C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin going to the New York Jets. We're going to talk about Evan Ingram. We're going to talk O.J. Howard. We're going to talk Hooper, Hurst, and Everett here in just a second. What is your thoughts on the tight end? Last year, let's look at the tight end position, the wasteland that was, the tight end position, and let's take a look at it from a fantasy perspective. What were your thoughts on the tight end position in fantasy last year? Yeah, there's really no words that you need to put into that, is there? <laughs> That's it. Like, it was... Even the stars wasn't, you know, wait, we got a, no, no one really stood out. No one really did anything, you know? So I, I mean, don't we know. We had the Mark Andrews breakout. Mark Andrews came. Wasn't he played that, last I year. It felt like that was like a, the year before. So I'll give you that one. i give you Mark Andrews. But other than that, it was pretty quiet. So I, I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. Travis Kelsey had a down year, air quotations in full. He, I mean, he still <laughs> He still does what he does. Yeah. But you had guys like Darren Waller who battled injury all season, who slid out of there. Kyle Pitts couldn't catch a touchdown to save his life there either. So, I mean, he had one touchdown the entire season. He still is top, I think, 10 as far as fantasy production is concerned. And he's going right. to be a top three tight end one way or the other, if not the number one fantasy Who's option. Going now, like, that's, the... that's the problem. We don't know. We don't know what that situation is going to be. As hyped as you got to assume he's going to get targeted, but. Who's going to take that pressure off him? Exactly. It's not just who's throwing him the ball. Who's taking Who else that is out there? Great. Olamide Zacchaeus. Is that a guy that's going to really scare you? No. Like Atlanta needs to get some of these free agents that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the wide receiver position. But let's kind of circle back here. The Jets went out there and they got themselves two tight ends because, hey, if you can't get yourself one good one, let's get two <laughs> maybe type tight ones. ends. I mean, <laughs> they've basically got this down of mediocre tight ends for years so far. They went out there, though, got C.J. Zama, who I like, and then yeah. went out there and got Tyler Conklin, who had a bit of a uh, breakout last year, filling in for Irv Smith Jr. in Minnesota. What are your thoughts on these two tight ends? 
CJ's going to give you one, two, maybe even three games. Every season he gives you those games where you're like, oh, my gosh, let me uh, find him on – find. let me search the uh, free agency to grab him real quick. Real, so, but he never really does anything after you pick him up out of, out of the scraps. And Conklin, this has one of the worst names for any football player. You don't want to be conky. You don't want to be like a clonker. You want to be agile. You want to be swift. You want to be like – you want to move. You want to be water. Like you can't – yeah, I don't know about that. So we'll see. But they do have a young quarterback there, and we all know a young quarterback best friend is a tight end. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, both of these guys are like, man. Well, I thought you were going to go with the name Tyler. Name one good person who's named Tyler in the NFL. You said one good person in the world. One good player. <laughs> name one good player in the NFL with the name Tyler. Yeah, that's what oh, I thought. Great call. Great call. I, uh... We'll have to get our fact checkers and our research team on that here yeah. uh, and bring that to you on the next show. But moving on here, would you rather have CJ Zama or would you rather have Hayden Hurst? Because Hayden Hurst is going from Atlanta, another one of those pass catchers that's no longer in Atlanta. He's heading to Cincinnati to replace CJ Uzama. Who would you rather have, Hurst or Uzama? I would rather have Hurst. I really like Hurst. I just don't like the spot he landed in because now he's like the fourth, maybe fifth uh, receiver on that team, you know? So, but he has athletic ability. He has that like gusto that you want from your tight end. So I, I it's a great fit. I just don't, he's not going to get the targets. He needs to be relevant in fantasy, but I, I, I do like his ability and I just don't like that spot for him. Speaking of bad spots. How about the spots on Evan Ingram's hands? Because everything about his hands are bad, but I'm sure there's going to be some spots that are even worse. Sorry, I didn't really have a way to segue into that, but hey, I just you try. I put it out there. You try. Evan, Ingram, that. Evan Ingram is going from the New York football Giants, and he's heading down to Duval County because the Jacksonville Jaguars, they went out there and they signed everybody who was a free agent in the Eight first one. couple days of the free agency period. <laughs> including Evan Ingram. What are your thoughts on Evan Ingram heading to the New York Giants? Because this feels like, hey, you fooled me once, shame on you. Fooled me twice, oh, this is going to be on me. And I'm not ready to take this one. What are your thoughts? I think he's probably the best athlete in the NFL. He just can't catch. He needs to get some LASIK surgery or something, or I don't know. But you sometimes when you have a great quarterback, he can throw that ball and pinpoint it right on you to where you can't mess it up. We'll see if that happens, but you know you want to get some drops, but you know you will get some big plays here and there. So it's, I don't know. I think they pulled the trigger a little too early on that one. I'd rather had like Austin Hooper or I think Hayden would have been perfect for for the Jack for uh, Jacksonville. So uh, I, I, it, it's not exciting. It's just like a uh, like New York is. I think is a better move for New York not to resign them. I thought they were going to do that. Well, catching the ball is very important when you're a pass-catching tight end. So <laughs> I think that kind of limits what you can do on the field there. Uh, speaking of limitations there, O.J. Howard was quite limited in his time in Tampa Bay. Never really lived up to those expectations coming out of Alabama. Right. Can he rejuvenate himself in Buffalo? They've already got Dawson Knox already, already in place there. They've got Stefan Diggs. He's doing his thing. Gabriel Davis is doing his thing. Jameson Crowder was just signed there uh, recently to the Buffalo Bills. So now you're looking at a fourth option. They, the Bills let go Cole Beasley. They let go Emmanuel Sanders, O.J. Howard, and Buffalo. Uh, again, it's another one of those like womp, womp. Like he has ability as well, but like you just say, stated, he's going to play. Uh, Dalton Knox came on, so I think 
I think he's there just to back him up. I don't know if it's not going to be like a timeshare or anything there. I think he's there as the backup. So I think Dalton Knox is to sell a, uh, 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 like supplanted himself as that number one tight end. So um, I think OJ is going to be sitting behind tight ends like he was in Tampa Bay. So, you know, it is what and then it we is. Got, then we got two more tight ends here that are really interesting for me, especially the location. Austin Hooper going to Tennessee, a very run-heavy team. And then you've got Gerald Everett, who has all kinds of talent, mm-hmm. never really broke out yet, going to a team that really needed a tight end in the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, quickly give me your thoughts on Hooper and the Titans and the Chargers and Gerald Everett. Uh, I just picked Hooper up in one of these uh, drafts I'm in. Uh, so I, I'm excited for him. Uh, I think he probably is, what, number two pass catcher right now? Because they don't really have too many receivers out there. Um, well, yeah. Well, oh, no, they, got, they, no, they, got Robert, they got they got Wood. So he's he's third. He's third now. But uh, but I love the Jerry Everett pick. I, but, again, he's kind of like the Elvin Ingram, the most talented guy. But it just for some reason it just we love Gerald Everett in Seattle last year. We got exactly. excited about Gerald exactly. Everett going to Seattle a couple but it never clicked. Ago. Especially with Russell Wilson, you thought it was going to click, and it never really came to fruition. So hopefully he can get because you know uh, the Chargers are known for having tight ends. So maybe you know maybe they lean on him a little bit more, give him a little more uh, you know targets. But we'll see. What's your thought? Gerald- Gerald Everett reminds me of the old cookie jar on the cupboard. Here we go. You know what I mean? You get you're reaching in there to get that cookie. You know there is some sweetness in that cookie jar. You're about to reach in. You got your hand in there. Bam! Mama comes in and just gives you a good whack on the hand, and you know it's going to hurt. Going with Gerald Everett is going to hurt once again. I want to <laughs> get that sweetness. I want to get that double chocolate chip cookie out of there. I'm a fat guy. I like myself some pastries. I love myself some cookies. But Gerald Everett's just going to bring you pain, no matter how you look at it. Mama Wait, don't want the, no Gerald Everett. Is he the or is he the mama? I don't, what, what. It's whatever you want it to be. All I'm telling you right now, if you, you're not going to be able to reach into that cookie jar. You're not going to get that sweetness, that fantasy relevancy, because mama's going to come, and mama's going to knock you out, so to speak, if you don't want to say it. Now, Austin <laughs> Hooper, on the other hand, Austin Hooper, I hope you can block. I really do, because <laughs> I don't see... How this Titans team is going to be That's supporting pretty good. a pass catcher. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Hooper. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You remember watching Hanging with Mr. Mr. Cooper. Mr. Hanging Cooper. with Mr. Hooper okay. is going to be the most boring show in the world. Hanging with Mr. Cooper was cool because he was like a player with the Golden State Warriors. Hanging with Mr. Hooper, you're watching other fat dudes in the trenches. That's all you're going to do. You might be able to release every once in a while. They may let you go for a little bit of run down the field. But if Tannehill's going to throw the ball, he's already got two options. Option one, A.J. Brown. Option two, possibly Robert Woods, which we'll talk about here in a little bit later. When yeah, but both, of those guys, both of those guys tend to be hurt a little bit, so he could be a good like fill-in you know, on those weeks where those other guys are injured. T- tell me what Anthony Ferkster did last year. Because I know for <laughs> a fact, and I'm as guilty as anybody on this, when Jonu Smith left the Titans for that right. $12.5 million per year contract with the New England Patriots, I got excited for Anthony Ferkster. I was like, this is a guy you can draft in the 12th round. He is going to pay off because all these tight ends are not good. The tight end position was bad. So I was like, hey, this is a guy you can get late in drafts that's going to pay off. 
It never did. <laughs> there was no payday with Anthony Ferkster. Zero. Nada. Not nothing. even on tight end day? National tight end day? He didn't do anything? No, not even on national tight end day. I think we, <laughs> it was bad. It was just so bad. I mean, I'm not even going to go there right now. I don't know what – I think Anthony, Austin Hooper is a better pass catcher than Ferkster is. Yeah. I think Austin Hooper, we've seen what he did with the Atlanta Falcons. He, he's got talent. He can play. But, I mean, if you're looking at pass catchers, it really goes like this. Here's your top – Three pass, four pass catchers for the Tennessee Titans. One, AJ Brown. Two, Robert Woods. Three, Derrick Henry. Four, former Texas A&M wide receiver Ryan Tannehill. That's your top four <laughs> pass catchers in Tennessee. Now let's talk about some pass catchers at the tight end position who are currently unemployed. Now we know Rob Gronkowski. He's still he's trying to get going, that AS. He's, he's still trying to get that ASAA discount there on all. <laughs> With, with the insurance stuff, he's coming back to Tampa Bay. Maybe he's bringing Julian Edelman back. I don't know. There's kind of a cryptic tweet that was out there not too long ago. So let's, we know Gronk. We're going to take him off the board here. We talked about Ferkster. We talked about the Chargers there. Jared Cook, he had, he had an okay season with the Chargers. He's a little bit long in the tooth. Grandpa Graham, Grandpa I, would say Jimmy, I would say Jimmy Graham is long in the tooth, but he lost his teeth years ago. That's how old he is. <laughs> Jimmy Graham is not who he once was. I mean, yeah, and what, Ebron as well. Like Ebron, Graham, and Cook, all three of those guys are just like you said, long in the tooth. I say Grandpa vibes. Frisker, eh. again, I think that the game is kind of moving away from the tight end position a bit. It's more spread out. You got these little slot receivers running around everywhere. Uh, you got the four receiver set. So I think the tight ends are kind of getting phased out, kind of like how to. The running backs are getting phased out a little bit, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can turn it around this year. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't see that happening. I really don't. And I, I think if you want to know what Evan Ingram's going to look like when he grows up, it's going to be Eric Ebron. That's exactly <laughs> what Evan Ingram's going to look like when he grows up. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. If That's you look at their one. hands, That's a good I give that to you. Good job. Good job. Yeah. So let's stop talking about guys who can't catch the ball. Let, let's forget about these guys who can't catch the ball. Let's talk about those who can and who are getting paid incredibly well to do so. Some players were traded. Some were signed. The top two players on my board were both traded. Both players I did not really expect, even though I called one of them back in February. Thank you very much. Don't worry, I will be victory lapping right now. So if you need to take a water break, do evidence. it now. Come back in 10 minutes. First off, we're going to kick off with former Oakland Raider turned Dallas Cowboy, now Cleveland Brown. We talked about Deshaun Watson showing up in Cleveland. But before Watson even got there, Amari Cooper came over for a fifth-round draft pick. A fifth-round draft pick. Are you kidding me? That's like free. I mean <laughs> – I'm the cheapest person I know, and I, I'm well-versed in this. Anything free is worth saving up for. Free That's something I've that. always believed in. I, I don't know how you can even trade a guy like Cooper, uh, um, Amari oh, Cooper. Yeah. I just yeah. don't, I don't know how you can do it. $20 million cap hit. I mean, you basically chose Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup over Amari Cooper. That's literally what it came down to. And you could say it is the cap. Okay, we might buy that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Does the cap really exist? I mean, everyone is putting off the money. 
to a new year, to a next year, to an, eventually restructuring, have, restructuring people. It's, it's all, it's a myth. Eventually you have to pay the piper eventually, right. but that doesn't have to be your problem right now. Oh, heck no. That could be someone else's problem. That could be a general manager in three, four years from now. <laughs> if you don't win today, you may not be there to have to pay the piper in four years. That's a good point. But what they do is they push it. They keep pushing it to get more uh, uh, the TV money. So, you know, each that seems like every four years they get more and more TV money. So I think that's what they're kind of structured around. But I thought Amari Cooper was done when he went to the Browns before um, Watson got there. And as soon as Watson got there, I was like, hmm, started putting my eyes on that a little bit. Cause I think he still has gas in the tank. Like he's still one of the best route runners in the game. Um, but he's not, I don't think he's your wide receiver one to me. He's more of a possession receiver. So that's why I really like Donovan people Jones to stretch the field and everything. So I, I, I kind of like what's going on in Cleveland right now with, with the new quarterback. I, I want to know if Amari Cooper's always open because he's running the right routes or because he's running a completely different route because you see him open a lot. But is he on the same page as Dak Prescott? And I think that's maybe part of the reason. I don't know. I mean, we, there's some rumors out there. There's some pretty good pranks out there. And talk about, we talked about Arif there as well. And we really do hope that he called Dak Prescott Kirk Cousins because I think that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I don't see that being true. But hey, I like this for the Browns. And unfortunately, again, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction with. Amari Cooper coming to Cleveland, that meant Jarvis Landry was on his way out. We'll talk about Jarvis Landry here in just a second, but Jarvis Landry still has not found a home, okay? He is still unemployed right now, and he's a quality wide receiver. Amari Cooper, blink twice if you're happy where you are. I mean, we we know Amari Cooper's uh, facial re- expressions are, and you can't really tell with that guy, but, I mean, basically, I, I don't I – blame, I blame Zeke for this trade. I really do. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys fans, their fan base – I am blaming Ezekiel Elliott and that 18 and a half million or 18.2 cap hit that he's carrying around. <laughs> when you have Tony Pollard already in place, we know you don't give that big payday to that running back on that second set of contract. Hey, 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 hey. It never pays off. No, for if you're trying to structure a team, you've only got so many dollars there. You've got to spend it all. We know teams, a lot of teams come close. If you're one of those teams that's not paying up to the cap, I can get where you're coming from. But basically, Lyle Collins, gone, cap casually. Amari Cooper, gone, cap casually. I really think this is all based on what they're paying at that running back position. How many big-time running backs that are getting paid right now have their teams in good positions right now? Derrick Henry. Okay, we've got 32 teams. Can we can we name, <laughs> can we name 16? Uh, can we hit 50% man. here? Man, let me get my no, calculator we can't. out. Damn. We simply can't. But let's talk about someone who is in a good position. And you can go ahead. You can have this. You can want. You can do a single single screen. Take take your moment. Take take your moment, man. You get some of this. Be like Mustang Sally. You better slow that Mustang down. You ruined it. You ruined it. Back in February. Back in February, you were witness to me going out there and saying, "Oh yeah, I got the clip. I posted on Twitter. You're in it." (laughs) Whether you like it or not, you're in it. I, was probably I said that Derek Carr would be the quarterback that Devonta Adams wants to play with. If Devonta Adams were to leave the Green Bay Packers, it would be for the Las Vegas Raiders to go back to their Fresno roots and play with Derek Carr one more time. 
The Packers franchise tagged him. You, Aaron Rodgers knew when he signed his contract that Devontae Adams was not coming back. He knew that. We know that already. It, it's factual. It's already out there. And then when you tagged Adams, he's like, dude, really? I just watched Christian Kirk get X amount of dollars, and you're holding me to this tag that's paying me less than this guy? Come on, man. This is a jobber here. Christian Kirk is a jobber. I am the best wide receiver in the game right now. I am easily top three, top four in fantasy right now. But as far as receivers go, it you can make an argument he's number one. You can throw in Jamar Chase. You can throw in uh, Justin Jefferson, all these guys. But Adams, he's right up there. We know, and this the trade talks, we knew Derek Carr was recruiting Adams back in June of 2021. Not tampering, but going, hey, you know what? I would love to play with Devontae Adams again. And Devontae Adams was, hey, you know what? I would really like to play with Derek Carr once again. This was stuff. You can look it up. You can Google it. It was out there back in June, July of last year, back in 2021. You know Devonta Adams' mindset is a case. Is, is Rodgers coming back? We just did this last year. So you know his frustration level. Like, come on, Rodgers. You're holding us up here. We want to get going. Look at these numbers. In Fresno, back in 2012, 2013 is when these Fresno. two were teammates. But hey, I, I got to try and pull these things up, man. Fresno State was a legitimate top 15 program. They were right. They were 10-0 at one point in 2013. In 2013, Carr threw 50 touchdowns, 5,083 yards, a 156.3 rating. Devontae Adams, 131 receptions, 1,719 yards, 24 touchdowns. Added all those two years together, Adams, 233 receptions in two seasons, 30 38 touchdowns, 3,031 yards in two years in college together. But that was you like know these... San Jose State and like UNLV. But... It don't matter. If you're going to play, you're going to play. This is still D1. It, it, I mean, yeah. you're looking at numbers. It's Fresno. It's not like – I hate this comparison. Oh, you're, you're playing in the MAC. You're playing in the WAC. Whatever division you're playing in. You know what? Just because – I'm Devontae Adams, and I'm Derek Carr. I'm going to get penalized for being the only two good players on the field. The SEC, they've got 24 good players on the field at any given time. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, you have to play. If you're not going to succeed again when you are the best, then you're not going to succeed when the playing field equals up. It's that simple. But I would not be shocked if we see Derek Carr return to a top-form quarterback, much like he was with Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper back in 2015-2016 when he was an MVP caliber quarterback. I'm not going to say he's going to be in the running for an MVP, but now you got Waller, you got Renfro, and you got Devontae Adams. This trio of pass catchers is as good as any trio in the league. I mean, there's there's better wide receiver co- – well, I don't even know if there's better wide receiver combinations. I mean, you could argue it, but, I mean, this is a fantastic move for both the Raiders and Devontae Adams because Adams is going to get peppered because Carr and Adams, they go back. They've got history. And that's important because when you're bringing in a free agent, here's what we don't talk about. When you make a trade, when you bring in a free agent, that you have to develop this chemistry. It's not automatically going to click. I think with Adams and Carr, it's going to click right away. It's, they, been, I think they, it's been, what, like 10 years since they played together? Not that, though. They work out in the offseason together. Mm, good point. This is something they do every offseason. Every offseason, they go throw balls together, catch balls together, whatever you want to call it. I think this is a good move for both these teams, uh, both parties here with Adams and uh, 
car. So we'll just keep on moving on because I could talk about this. And I have, if you head to the Vipers Network here, you can see my Devontae Adams videos and many other videos there that I've done on signings and trades. little self-promotion there. Check it out. Hit the like on those buttons as well. Now let's talk about the Christian Kirk sign because this kind of got everyone going here with the Jacksonville Jaguars signed Christian Kirk to about 18 and a half million per season. Tax he went out there and got paid. He hasn't even had a thousand yard receiver a season yet. Four years, not one 1,000 yard season. And you're getting paid before Devontae Adams got paid. You were getting paid the third most annually at the wide receiver position. Makes sense of this all. I know you want guys to get paid, but I'm looking at this 18 and a half. When I'm looking at some other guys not getting 18 and a half, that ain't getting paid. That ain't right. I, I love it. I love it. And I, I like Kristen Kirk. I just think it hasn't worked out for him because he's they've always had like a better receiver than him. But he's still young enough. And like my brain, he has um, set behind two of the all-time greats, right? He set behind Nuke. Hopefully he learned some things how to be that number one receiver. He sat behind A.J. Green. Hopefully he learned how to be a number one receiver from both of those two guys. If he can take what he learned from those two guys in Arizona and bring that to Jacksonville, I think he is the wide receiver one out there. People say Marvin Jones, but, you know, Marvin Jones to me is more possession at this point. I, I like Christian Kirk. For, I don't know why, because all you made, you made great sense. But something in my gut is telling me that he's going to have that breakout year. Is Christian Kirk even better than Marvin Jones? Is he even he better is. than Zay Jones? Yes. Zay Jones, by the way, great flow on that hair, man. I like, that is some I like, great I like flow Zay. Zay Jones. Zay's one of my guys, man. I like Zay. He, he's a fun player. He kind of reminds me of, uh, what's the guy the Lakers used to have back in the day? Uh, uh, Nick. Yeah, Nick Young? Yeah, he might be a Nick Young type character. He's just like out there having fun and stuff. I like him. I just I don't see this for the Jags. I don't. You still got LaVisca Chanel there, who obviously they hate. Let's call it the way it is. They <laughs> if they have if they have to pay Visca, they ain't doing it. He ain't getting paid. Chanel's gonna be the slot guy. I thought he's gonna be the slot. Marvin Jones on one side, Kurt on the other side. And then you're just gonna like you're gonna let Zay Jones just not play as much. Zay's gonna be what he's been his whole career. He's gonna be a filling guy. I'm willing to bet that Christian Kirk's not even in the top three. In receiving what? yards for the Jags next year. What? Yeah, I'll say it. He's not. He's not what everyone wants him to be. We've got a four-year sample size. Are you gonna shave that he, mustache on that bit? That was that was pretty bold. How about I'll shave my mustache? You shave your eyebrows. No, I'm good. <laughs> we have this one deal around here. If you're confident, it's, you put the eyebrows on the line. No, but I'm hey, good. I'm good, man. I need how these. can you justify? So you'd rather have Christian Kirk. Over Allen Robinson. Age-wise, I have a young quarterback, yes. Allen Robinson's 26. He's not old. Is he? It seems like Allen Robinson's like I don't know what he is. I'm making up old. numbers right now. I'm just trying it to It seems like he's like 100 point. years old. I don't know. I got to look at that one up. He's... Well, he's only... If he is 100 years old, it's only because of the quarterbacks that he's played with. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. When you're talking about one of the best contested catch players in the National Football League, it's Allen Robinson because every quarterback he's played with, every pass that he's had thrown to him has been contested because the quarterbacks have been that bad. He's 28. Uh, yeah, he's tw so 28 years old. I was off by two years. Big whoop de do. He still had more 1,000-yard seasons than Christian Kirk's ever had. And he's done it with Matt McGloin, Christian Hackenberg, Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and a rookie Justin Fields. This is the, 
These are the notches on Allen Robinson's belt as far as quarterback play is concerned. I mean, run down Kristen Kirk's is not that different. Kyler Murray? That's you're saying Kyler Murray's young, better than any of these quarterbacks. A young Kyler Murray. Like, he wasn't the Kyler Murray we know today. Okay, tell me where you put Kyler Murray on this pecking order. Yes, Again, he's, Matt yeah, McGloin. he's number one. He's number yeah, one, that. but Kirk was there before uh, Murray got there. So, you know. Christian Kirk's already played with better quarterbacks than Allen Robinson ever has. Even going back to college. <laughs> going back to college. Allen Robinson never had a quarterback. And then you're going to pay him $18.5 million. Meanwhile, Allen Robinson is going to get like $15 million? Oh, man. The Rams got themselves a steal there. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, I will say this right now. I'll bet your eyebrows on this. Allen Robinson has a better year than Christian Kirk. I'm not betting my eyebrows. I'm way too sexy to touch anything on my face. But I'll, I'll bet you something else. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, yeah, I, I'll take that bet. Like, literally, Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky may be the best two quarterbacks Allen Robinson has ever played with. And I don't even think it's that close. But we'll see. I just hope that him going to the Rams right now is not too late. You know what I mean? It feels like it was a couple seasons too late. I don't know if his play just kind of declined because of, one, injuries, and two, like the, like all the quarterbacks you mentioned, maybe he was just, like, saving his juice for his next team. Um, but this one really hurt me because he replaced my guy, Robert Woods. You know, he's an L.A. guy, went to USC, uh, played for the Rams, like got hurt before the championship. Like that, it hurts, man, because he's and he's a one. He's a really good dude, real solid dude. Uh, I hate that, you know, they got rid of him. But, you know, I, I guess it's for the best. But I, I thought he was going to run it back with Woods. But, you know, and to me, he was like the glue. Like, when the Rams came, it was, like, a big thing. The Rams versus the Chargers. Like, who's going to get the fans? And Robert Woods kind of helped out the Rams a lot just because the things I mentioned before. He's an L.A. guy through and through, and he had, like, the rappers coming out. He had – it was just, like, he was a big glue guy for the organization um, kind of integrating into the community. So it kind of sucks that he's not part of that anymore. Uh but yeah, he's still one of my favorite guys. I always tell people he's my he's the number one route runner to me. Uh, I think Cooper Cup learned a lot of stuff from Robert Woods that you know people are not giving him credit for. But you know, Robert is still a player. Hopefully, he can come back from that that injury in Tennessee. I don't know how many balls are going to get thrown his way. I'm not a big Town Hill fan, but I I just hope he has success, man. Like Robert Woods is a real good dude. Yeah, quickly to point out there, uh, Christian Kirk has played with Kyler Murray for three seasons. Okay, I'm just gonna throw it out there. There's been three seasons they've been together. But, but he's behind Nuke. Like Nuke is one of the greatest receivers of all time. Yeah, but at least Kyler Murray is like four foot two. He he doesn't throw it much higher than six feet to begin with. That's <laughs> that Allen Robinson's ever seen. But eight feet in the air. Yes, now, sir. when we talk about Robert Woods, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tennessee gave up a six-round pick. There is no way. There's like a 0.005% chance you are drafting a Robert Woods caliber wide receiver with a sixth-round draft pick. Right. Yes, we got some red flags. Yes, the ACL is probably going to be an issue there. He's probably going to take until about halfway through the season before he gets right. But here's what Robert Woods does. You mentioned everything off the field that he does. He is a good guy. He's a really good guy. He's also a ex willing and extremely good blocker. And he's mm -hmm. also one of the most precise route runners in the National Football League. He's as good as anyone when it comes to route running. You mentioned that. 
he's also consistent. You look at his career, what he's done since he came over from Buffalo. And maybe this is where we kind of make that Christian Kirk kind of, oh, he could have a balance out, a breakout year, four years in Arizona, done nothing, going to Jacksonville, does something. Well, Robert Woods did not a whole lot when he was in Buffalo. He spent four years in Buffalo before coming to L.A., took a year, and then he broke out with the Rams. You want to talk about consistency. You want to talk about wide receivers who can get the job done. That is exactly what Robert Woods is. He's still under contract for four years, $65 million. That's a 16.25 cap hit. 125 targets and 85 or more receptions in three consecutive years with the Los Angeles Rams. Even if you factor in what he was doing this year, like look at his career. Look at his career with the Rams, right? He has been fantastic. I think even through nine games this year, he had 45 reset or 45 targets or something like that. He was still being targeted in this Rams offense, which I means to me, Allen Robinson is going to get targeted enough. Cooper Cup is still going to get his with the Rams. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But Allen Robinson, he's still going to get 90 to 110 targets. Right. That's still there for him, whether Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. comes back and whatnot. I mean, one move led to the other here. As soon as the Rams got Robinson, media went crazy. Social media went crazy. So basically, that was the end of Robert Woods as far as anyone was concerned. Everyone already had Robert Woods out the door the second Allen Robinson signed that contract. I don't think he's done. We talk about fantasy purposes. Robert Woods, he can get his bread gets buttered in the run game. Not only is he a good run blocker, he's a good running wide receiver. Get the ball in his hands in a jet sweep. You're looking at his numbers. If you take away his running ability in fantasy, you're looking at a wide receiver who's going to finish in that 20 to 24 range. You let him get some touches in the run game. Now you're looking at a wide receiver who's going to finish in the 12 to 15 in PPR when it comes to fantasy. Good point. Ryan Tannehill is efficient, if anything. He may not throw the ball a whole heck of a log. Heck, they finished 25th in passing yards in 2021, 201.7 passing yards per game. 26th in attempts per game, 31.1. 23rd in yards per completion at 9.7. Not great numbers. But when Tannehill was successful in 2020, those efficiency numbers were up. Derrick Henry was doing his thing, and that was leaving a lot of single coverage out to A.J. Brown. Well, now A.J. Brown's got Robert Woods. They hope Julio Jones would have been that answer last year. They swung and they missed, and they have no problem admitting that. Robert Woods is, again, 28 years old. He's a younger wide receiver, not younger, but he's younger than Julio, who's in his 30s. This, for me, is an upgrade for the Titans as well. More on yeah. the football side than on the fantasy side. Yeah. Now, some of these other moves here, DJ Chark. Do, 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 DJ Chark, do, 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 baby Chark, do, do, you know, DJ Chark, Detroit Lions, one year, $10 million. Where's the risk? This right. is a move for the Detroit Lions. Here's your situation. You got DJ Chark there. You got TJ Hawkinson. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who had a bit of a breakout. And I'm still not sure they're not going to add one in the uh, wide receiver in the draft in the first two rounds. I, def- I mean, they got lots of holes they need to plug in Detroit. But this team is taking on Dan Campbell's attitude. I mean, they're coming out and they're fighting. There's no guaranteed wins when you're playing the Detroit Lions. And now they've got themselves a field stretcher in DJ Chark. How do you feel about this move? I, man, I, I'm sad about this one because I, in one of my uh, home leagues, I, I picked up a Shark. I traded away like a lot of stuff to get him because I was trying to pair him with uh, the quarterback. I had Lawrence. I drafted him. So I tried to pair him with Shark, and then he's out. But this is a, a prove-it deal. 
he was actually coming on until that stupid injury, man. Like he, it, he looked really good with uh, Lawrence. So hopefully, you know, I think golf, he doesn't get enough credit. I think golf had a pretty good, eh, I'm not going to say that. He had a pretty decent uh, outing. He was doing all right. You know, say Brown had that breakout because golf was getting him the ball. So hopefully that, you know, we get shark there. We got, you know, St. Brown there and they can help each other uh you know get open and uh you know i i like it i like it for him as a prove it deal um and he won't be stuck in detroit unless he wants to you know uh he balls out this year he can get to a, a contender or something but i i'm a big dj uh shark fan one his name is fun and two is like i just wanted him to stay they, they should have kept him in jacksonville i think he he was gonna uh be good for trevor lawrence but we'll, we'll see what happens well, they had to make a run of that extra $8 million to Christian Kirk. So right. they couldn't afford Chark <laughs> after that. But Crazy. you know what? Detroit, Detroit's funny because we will take, we like to give it to Detroit every now and then. We get an opportunity to do so. But you look at this offense, it's not that bad. It's not right. the worst by any stretch. Even with Jared Goff under center, you've got <laughs> DeAndre Swift there, you've right. got Jamal Williams still there. And at the running back position, you got TJ Hawkinson at tight end, DJ Chark, Monroe St. Brown. This is not a bad offense when you look at it right now. And could could they be a surprise team, the Lions, in that NFC North with the way we've seen things kind of shake out already? I mean, no, I think you got it. I think you got it right the first time where you said it's not an easy win out there. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but they're going to put some, they're, they're going to win some games. I think they're going to win some games. I mean, I, the Bears, they're trending downward. We've seen what they've done all offseason. The Packers. I don't know what to make out of them. I mean, they've only lost Devontae Adams. Packers going to be all Those, right. Yeah, because, you know, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb scare the crap out of me defensively. I'm trying to bite. I'm biting my tongue because we got to talk about a few people I think that, that we, we can, like, put there. But, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, until they do something, they haven't done nothing. And the, the, the Minnesota Vikings, they're going to be Minnesota Vikings at the end of the day. Anyway, you go from DJ Chark to one of my favorite wide receivers, one of my dynasty mustache players. <laughs> Russell Gage leaving the Atlanta Falcons and getting that personal phone call from Tom Brady. Tom Brady, like, hey, Russ, I've seen what you've done. I like what you do. Come do it in Tampa. Done. Signed. Deal. Russell Gage going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, they've got Chris Godwin, who is still coming back from his own ACL injury. There's no guarantee he's going to be ready for the first couple weeks of the season. We don't know what Chris Godwin's situation is going to be in that way. You still got Mike Evans doing his thing. He's still going to get a thousand yards. He's still going to get eight touchdowns. That's who Mike Evans is. I like this for Russell Gage. I like this for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they're basically reloading, re whatever you want to call it. Retooling I mean, it. they're not rebuilding. There ain't no rebuild going on in Tampa Bay. They're getting ready for another run at it. And in that NFC, there ain't nobody I'm worried about. I mean, you got the Rams, you got the Bucks, and then I think there's a considerable tear drop off as far as teams are concerned. It ain't the AFC. That's for darn sure. I know that much. But now you're looking at Russell Gage. I love this move for the Buccaneers. I think Russell Gage playing with Tom Brady, it's going to look good. Yeah, one thing with Tom Brady, he's he's no fool. He sees the competition. He's like, oh, this is a cakewalk to the kind of like what he had in uh in New England all those years, a little cakewalk to the playoffs. But um, I do like this deal for Gage. Um if Chris Godwin is, is healthy, I'd, I'd like it a little bit less because I don't think he he's the third receiver when it comes to that. I hate this for Tyler Johnson. I thought this was going to be the year Tyler 
was going to break out. Um, but I, do, I think we need to give up on that dream right now. Yeah, I think man, we need to give I, up I'm, on I'm that. With, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, but yeah, I think Gage Gage a good player. He performed well. Uh, I mean, if he would stayed in Atlanta, he would have been wide receiver one. So like, you know, I think he kind of missed that opportunity. But I guess you know, a chance to play with Tom Brady and and go to the playoffs and most likely end up in a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think is worth it. Well, the thing that we don't look at right now is potential targets. If Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans all would have been healthy last season, all season long, that entire trio would have seen at least 100 targets each. We're talking about a team that had, I, I don't quote me on this, I think Tampa attempted 43 passes per game last That's season. Sad. Even if you're not Mike Evans, even if you're not Chris Godwin, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Russell Gage, there's going to be eight targets per game coming your way. I mean, if you if you can make something on a six to eight targets, you can put yourself in wide receiver two conversation as far as fantasy, fantasy is concerned. Antonio Brown, even with Godwin and Evans there, we were talking about him as a viable fantasy option. Not as a flex play, but as a wide receiver two. There's no reason not to believe that Russell Gage can't be in that conversation. Another wide receiver two, probably more of a wide receiver three right now, is Kansas City Chiefs. Newest TikTok sensation. No, I'm not talking about Jackson Mahomes. I'm yeah, talking about Juju Smith Schuster coming to Kansas City. I, I'm wait. Oh man, I, I talked about this on my my uh, individual little podcast there with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs signing him. This reminds me of that meme of Mo in Simpsons where he grabs Barney, throws him out, and then Barney's standing right behind him again. <laughs> That's like Patrick Mahomes grabbing Jackson Mahomes, throwing him out the door, and then Juju Smith Schuster standing right behind him. Yeah, can he we can't... get Jackson Holmes out of here, please? He, well, they just brought back Juju's the same as Jackson. He really is. But at least he's a player. Like, come on, get out of here. I mean, the I contract was fine. I think it was ten point seven five per season or something. A one year prove it type deal. We know that Juju Smith Schuster and the Kansas City Chiefs they have a thing. They went back last off season and it looked like Juju was actually going to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. They did a lot of homework on one another. It looked like it was going to happen. And the last second, you know, Ben's last season there in Pittsburgh, Juju came back. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster has a lot of respect for Ben Roethlisberger as a player. And I think that's what kind of brought him back to Pittsburgh on a one-year deal. Now he's getting a one-year deal with Kansas City. See how it goes. See if him and uh, Patrick Mahomes can hit it off. I, th- I love it. I think it's going to be good. Like, we seen what he did when he was a, a wide receiver, too with uh with brown so man all the underneath stuff is going to be open for him like i think he's going to eat i'm calling he's going to have like 100 receptions um kelsey is getting a little long in the tooth himself so i i think juju can actually end up being like you know two two b two a you know i don't think he's going to be a two by himself but i think he can he can uh he can feel something that they've been missing um, for a long time, and I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to enjoy throwing those underneath routes and letting uh, Juju uh, get those jack yards. Again, another SC guy. Shout out to all the SC players, man. Do you know where he ranks out of 66 wide receivers in yards per yards <laughs> gained per route run over the last three years? What's that? 63rd. That's not good. He is... <laughs> Stats are in, like whatever, though. Receiving yards even per route run, 1.3. The only ones that are worse than him, Darius Slayton, Curtis Samuel, and Zach Pascal. 
And it's, I think more of this has to do with his injury history. He hasn't been healthy. He's got two like completely kibosh seasons there. Take two seasons completely out of there, out of his entire career right now. You're looking at it. 2019, he had 12 games. Last year, five games. Two injury zap type seasons for him. But then again, we have the curse of the third option in Kansas City. Look at what has come before Juju. We've got McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, who's now a Las Vegas Raider, Sammy Watkins, Byron Pringle, who's now a Chicago Bear. These have not been very good supporting cast members. Josh Gordon, throw him in there too because they re-signed him, the Kansas City Chiefs did. This is another one of those teams that being a third option in the passing game is not a death sentence. There is enough targets to go around for Smith-Schuster to be a viable flex option in fantasy. I won't put him as a wide receiver two in fantasy, but a wide receiver three, a flex option for me. Uh, I'll give it to you, but I, I, I don't know. I see... I see Hill stretching that field, and I see Juju running those crossing routes that he loves to run. I think it's going to be fun, and I think he's going to bring some excitement to the team. He's going to have fun and stuff. They're going to, like, embrace him right away. I, I, I know I like this move a lot. I wanted him to come to uh, the Chargers, but, you know, I like him I like him out there as well. Well, we've got four kind of the under-the-radar type wide receiver moves that went on. We already talked about Zay Jones going to Jacksonville. We both like that. He's got awesome hair. He looks fantastic. Here's three more that I'll give you. Tell me which one that you like the best here. Richard Hollywood Higgins going from Cleveland to Carolina. We've got James Washington going from Pittsburgh to Dallas. And we've got Cedric Wilson going from Dallas to Miami. Which one do you like the best? Uh, I like that Cedric Wilson. He's he's an exciting player. He's I mean, he's not going to be your wide receiver one or two, but he's going to fill in and, and make big plays in critical moments. Like he's he's a really good player. James Washington is one of those like disappointing players where, you know, uh, I've been rooting for him the whole time in Pittsburgh and never really clicked. Hopefully he can, you know, get some love in Dallas, but I, you know, I'm, I'm all for those two. Hollywood Higgins is good. Again, he's kind of similar to Cedric Wilson, but I think Wilson is a little more, uh, entertaining, I guess, or I see him make more crucial plays. I should say. If you're Miami, if you're Dallas, if you're Carolina, and you're looking at these wide receivers, you signed James Washington, Hollywood Higgins, Cedric Wilson. There is a crop of free agents at the wide receiver position still out there. If you're a team such as Green Bay that's relying on Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard right now as your number one and your number two, not even Marquez Valdez-Scanley because he's made the list of free agents who is still not signed as of this recording. Let's go through this list here. Julio Jones, personally, Colts would love to see that happen. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, free agent. Will Fuller, free agent. T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's already penciled into the Rams right now, but I mean, I think that's kind of one of those wait and see type things. We'll see how the cap balances itself out. We can expect Odell Beckham Jr. to not be ready for the first three or four games because he just tore his ACL just a month ago, two months ago. Right, so right. he's not going to be ready for the start of the season, in my opinion. Cole Beasley, the pre-mentioned Valdez Scantling, and of course, I have to find a way to get Keelan Cole into the show. <laughs> yeah. Fan favorite here on the show. Now, when you look at this list, we're both kind of penciling in Julio Jones to the Colts because that, that'd be awesome. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Who else are you penciling and where are you putting him in where? Like, we talked about Green Bay. I'm with uh, what's his name, Andy? What's the safety from Green Bay? Uh, uh, uh almost Amos. He said he wants Adrian to get Amos? 
Yeah, he wants to get Landry and he wants to get Odell to reunite out in Green Bay. I think that would be amazing. That would be so much fun to see them out there playing with one of the great quarterbacks of all time. I think they they'll go out there. I mean, if they can both stay healthy, I think that's a that's a great pairing. Um, I mean, if you could find a way to get Odell to Green Bay, I would. That'd be a great mix. I, mean, I think Odell's his temperament is kind of like chill now. I haven't seen him really do anything crazy since his uh, Cleveland days. You know, that was only halfway now. through last season, though. He's that was literally champion. halfway through last season. Hey, but when you become a champion, you kind of like calm down. You're like, I'm good now. I got my ring. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I I still think the the, the Packers they have to draft a wide receiver in the first round. They have to. This is one of those things that, that that had to be the precondition of Aaron Rodgers re-upping there, that you're drafting a wide receiver in the first round. And now you have two first round picks to do it. So do it. Yeah, do you think now, uh do, do you think that um Aaron Rodgers is kind of regretting coming back? No, I think Aaron Rodgers knew full well that if he signed on that dotted line that Devontae Adams was not coming back. I think mm. Aaron Rodgers had a choice. To come back or not for the with the Packers. I'm calling it Amari Rogers uh breakout. I'm calling that right now. I, I still think Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy that would love to see a Rodgers to a Rodgers. Exactly. Line. Exactly. I, I really think that's the kind of person he is. Uh Jarvis Landry, you you'd love to see him and uh, Odell go to Green Bay. I would love to see Atlanta get anything as far <laughs> as a wide receiver is concerned. And I would like to see Jarvis Landry be that guy because I think he could be a PPR machine there. With Alan Pitts, give Alan Pitts a little bit of a breather there. But I mean, they still need a field stretcher. They need that guy to go along. We know Will Fuller is going to end up somewhere, more than likely going to be Cleveland. Right. But hey, there's so many teams that could use him. We talked about Indianapolis. He'd be a great fit there. We've already got Michael Pittman, a big possession type guy. I think TTY will come back to Indy. I think I think he's going to end back up in uh, Indy. But does Indy want him? Look, he was just a shell of himself last year. He was just the owner loves him, dude. The owner is like that's like his like long lost son or something. He loves uh TY. See, and here's the thing, and you know this is a professional athlete. It's like you want to get that payday, you want to get that money, and I don't think the Colts see him as a viable uh financial decision right now. I think this is a business for them, and they're looking around how to make this team better. If you're looking around, you've got Matt Ryan, who is one of the better deep ball completion guys. You need to get yourself a guy who can get deep. And I don't think T.Y. Hilton's that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, he could get back behind it. He'd get to that second, third level easy enough. I, I don't see that anymore. Same as Emmanuel Sanders. I just don't see it. I don't right. see it, a fit for him. I love Emmanuel Sanders. I just, he's going to have to, I think we're looking at some of these guys like we're looking at the running back position. We're going to have to wait till after the draft before some of these guys come down. Yeah, I think before we sort this out, Cole Beasley's another guy. I mean, there's some off-field stuff there, too, that some teams may not want to uh, kick the beehive on. But, hey, Marquez Valdez-Scaling, maybe that's a fit for uh, Indianapolis. We talk about a deep threat. Valdez-Scaling, he can fly. He may be a cheap option as well. But here's Crowder, the Colts. Crowder might be a good one, too. Crowder, well, Crowder, might be... Crowder just signed with Buffalo. So he, oh, he's, he did. he's already spoken for. Uh. But – you look at this Indianapolis Colts, they're sitting on probably the most cap space right now of any team, easily top five. I think they have the most cap space altogether. What are you waiting for? I mean, maybe you could go out there and get some guys on the defensive side of the ball. We're not going to get into IDP on the show because we're already at 90 plus minutes. Mm-hmm. But when you look at this, they definitely have that need at the wide receiver position. You can go and give up pretty healthy one year. Could you, Odell Beckham Jr. 
here's a nice $15 million contract for you for one year. Yeah. Like you said, he's got his ring. You might as well get paid now. That's true. I mean, it's going to yeah, be really I'm fun looking, to I'm see how at the list. Yeah, I'm looking at the list, and I think a lot of these guys are going to be wait till after the draft type of uh, deals as well. And maybe, you know, Jarvis Landry, Odell, Julio. I mean, Julio might even at this stage, he might be waiting until after the draft as well. Yeah, I mean, the biggest one I think here right now that could sign today would be Will Fuller. Yeah. When but you look at these free injuries, agents. Those injuries, though, man, like it's like every year. Every every one of these guys, there's a reason why they're on this list right now still. Except the year the- you got busted for steroids, you know, get a guy some steroids, let him go. Yeah, make them legal. Let's have some fun. Baseball was the best when everyone was doing steroids, wasn't it? (laughs) It was the best. We just had a whole conversation about that on uh, Twitter spaces. Which is like the new and improved clubhouse. I don't want to say new and improved, but we'll just say similar. Matt, you don't always have to be rude. You don't always have to like be an ass about it. You can just like be cool sometimes. And if you're wondering what was just being said, that's the part we just cut out of the show. (laughs) It's so stupid, dude. <laughs> I know, I know. But what's not stupid is getting better at fantasy football. And the best way you can do that is head over to fantasypoints.com. Look right there at the bottom of the ticker. Check out the fantasy points media group at fantasy points live on Twitter. Head to fantasypoints.com. Use promo code VIPERS22 for 10% off that fantasy points subscription. Trust me, well worth it. One of the best bang for your buck subscriptions out there. That prospect guide. Oh, man, I can't wait till you get a look at that. Go there, get that prospect guide. If you've got the money to go get a prospect guide, that's the one to get because it's one of the cheapest ones out there, and it's got all kinds of information. Greg Cosell there, Adam Kaplan, they've got in there. Wes Huber, oh, you name it. Anyone who's good at evaluating talent, they are putting their mind to that magazine right now. They're putting pen to paper, and you're going to want to make sure to get a hold of that magazine. With that being said, this has been the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast, episode 121. Major, what do you got before we leave? I'm just gonna say peace out. I'm tired and hungry. You know, when we get to that, we get to that that that, that 60 minute mark, uh, I'll start getting hungry. So, yeah, man, catch catch your boy on Twitter Spaces out there in the morning. Uh, it's a show I've been uh, kind of tagging along on called Sports and Coffee. My girl D. Uh, really good content over there. Uh, I'm creating a show over there as well, but I'm just showing some love to everybody else right now. Let's go. Let's go. Major, I'm Matt Donnelly, and we are gone. We will see you next week on the Vipercast.